I had an interesting card from the student at the University of Chicago. He informed me then in Aramaic, which I was not cognizant of, that the word preach includes the word hope in Aramaic, and that the word gospel is the feminine form of the word hope. And that was sort of interesting to me because on various occasions I have said that any preaching or any evangelism, unless they rightly divide the word, could not be true evangelism. Therefore, all true evangelism must include the hope, and all evangelism will include preaching. Therefore, in all preaching, there must be the knowledge of the hope. And I thought from Aramaic that was just a real solid impact upon those words. Preaching and the word gospel both have the word Aramaic word hope in them. And then he asked a question which I thought I ought to share perhaps with you too is he asked if we are sons of God how can Jesus Christ be the only begotten John 1.18 he informed me in that say, on that same card that in Aramaic the word for only begotten son is the unique one and I thought that's tremendous the only begotten is the unique one and in that he answered his own question because the reason Jesus Christ is God's unique one his only begotten son is because it was only once did God create soul life in Mary that's why he's God's created God's only begotten son you see in Genesis he created spirit in Adam but he breathed him to the breath of life man became a living soul that's the first Adam but in Mary when he created that soul life within Mary that is why he was God's only begotten son breathing the breath of life into the first Adam gave him that soul life breath of life soul life that is why Jesus Christ as God's only begotten son because he created soul life in Mary is called the second Adam and perhaps you ought to just look at that in 1 Corinthians 15 45 and so it is written the first man Adam became a living soul the last Adam a quickening spirit a living spirit this is referring to the resurrection 47 the first man the first Adam is of the earth earthy or dust the second man the second Adam of heaven Jesus Christ was God's only begotten son because he's the only one in whom he created soul life God did not create soul life in you or in me what he created within us was spirit which is God in Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
soul. Jesus Christ is still God's only begotten Son. No problem. Now tonight we're still in Romans. <laughs> tonight we go to Romans 13, where we continue to deal with the believer living with renewed mind Love without hypocrisy toward higher powers in the church. Says in verse 2, Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Whosoever in the body Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, resisteth. The word resisteth is the Greek word anthistomai, A-N-T-H-I-S-T-E-M-I. Anthistomai, which means to stand against or set oneself above, either in word or action or both, can also mean and does mean oppose. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. I taught you about that just because someone is a twig coordinator, or a branch leader, or a limb leader, or a trunk leader, or a member of the president's cabinet or on the board of trustees does not mean that they're always right. Therefore, we have a right to confront people with the word of God and love, remember? If there's ever any question, it's always got to be the word with love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Verse 1, Dare any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life. If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. Not the most important one, but just the common beautiful believer in the church. He says, I speak to your shame. It is so that there's not a wise man among you no, not even one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. Verse 7, Now there is completely a fault among you because you go to law one with another. Why do ye not rather suffer yourselves to be taken advantage of. 
See, all of this comes up in Romans when you work the book. And this is the side of the record in God's word that very, very few Christians believe. That a true Christian, a true believer, if you have a problem, you settle it among the believers. You don't go to court and let the unbelievers settle it. That is the word, but it doesn't always happen. The reason it doesn't is because they split out of the household. They're still part of the family of God. They're born again, but they leave the household, and they no longer want anything to do with the household. And then you can't carry out that word. You can't settle anything because they will not listen to you. But if a man will listen, then you can come with the word with love. Understand? But if the man will not listen, if he splits out from the household, what are you going to do about it? You can't confront him with the word because he won't what? Listen. It's a very difficult situation. The word power in verse 2 is the word exousia. Authority exercised. The word ordinance resisteth the ordinance of God. Ordinance is the Greek word diatage, D-I-A-T-A-G-E, longing, meaning arrangement, set up. The word receive is the word lambano. Damnation is their own judgment or judgment upon themselves. Ephesians, again, chapter 4, verse 11, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. The next four means with a view to the work of the ministry. That word for is I-C-I-S. So these ruling ministries were given for the perfecting of the saints that cannot be spiritually for the Christ in them is perfect, right? Can only be for the perfecting of the renewed mind walk. And with a view, the work of the ministry, with a further view, the building up of the body of Christ. They that resist shall receive to themselves judgment or judgment upon themselves. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, the authority exercised, resists the ordinance, the arrangement, the setup, and they receive manifest lambano, their own judgment or judgment upon themselves. A literal translation according to usage of verse 2 is as follows. The believer in the body who stands against or sets himself above the exercised authority in the church 
by word or action, judges himself, for he opposes God's arrangement. I'll give it to you again. The believer in the body who stands against or sets himself above the exercised authority in the church by word or action judges himself, for he opposes God's arrangement. Perhaps I ought to give you a literal of verse 1. Every believer must be quietly subdued and lovingly reverent in subjection to the gift ministries in the church, for there is no exercised authority in the body but the specifically appointed and properly regulated order of God. I'll read it to you again. Every believer must be quietly subdued and lovingly reverent in subjection to the gift ministries in the church. For there is no exercised authority in the body, but the specifically appointed and properly regulated order of God. Verse 2, the believer in the body who stands against or sets himself above the exercised authority in the church by word or action judges himself, for he opposes God's arrangement. Verse 3 in Romans 13 from King James, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the what? Evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. Rulers are the ministries in the, in the body of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The word terror is the word fabos, meaning reverence. The word power, again, in this verse 3, is exousia. A literal translation according to usage is of verse 3, for the ruling ministries in the church are instituted to further good works and to avoid evil. The believer should reverence those exercising the authority, doing only good, and thus receive praise from the ruling ministries. I think that's a very beautiful translation and much more sensible. Read that again from King James, and then let me read you my literal according to usage. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For the ruling ministries in the church are instituted to further good works and to avoid evil. The believers should reverence those exercising the authority, 
doing only good, and thus receive praise from the ruling ministries. And having just read you Ephesians 4, what the purpose of the ruling ministries are, in verse 12, that fits perfectly. And now we go to verse 4 of Romans 13. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. In Ephesians 6.17, it specifically says that the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. And that's what this sword is is here in verse 4. Revenger in this verse is also the same word that's used as avenger, A-V-E-N. The Greek word is E-K-D-I-K-O-S. That's the Greek word. It means executing righteous judgment or just judgment, slowly but with certainty, for that judgment is from the word. Slowly means that he's just not right there jumping down your throat pronto right away, bumps necessarily, but you can be absolutely sure that it is his responsibility to correct you with certainty. And it's from the word. Because sometimes when men of God have to make decisions, they can't do it on the spur of the moment. They have to go back and check the word. Because not too many of us know very much about it anyways. So we got to go back and check the word. That's why verse 4 means slowly but with certainty, for it is from the word. It is judgment by the word. There is a record in 1 Thessalonians to corroborate this. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 6, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter because the Lord is the avenger of all such as we also have forewarned you and testified. The Lord is the avenger. That's the same word I told you, indicating that he will execute righteous what? Judgment, a just judgment. Maybe slowly, but with certainty. For it is a judgment by the Lord, the Word, by God himself. A literal translation according to usage of this wonderful verse, for is, for he is God's minister to you for good, period. But, comma, if you, as a believer, choose to do that Contrary to the word, be afraid, for God's minister does not handle the word of God for naught. 
period. For he as God's minister will by the word execute righteous judgment against the evildoer slowly but with certainty. For he is God's minister to you for good, period. But, comma, if you as a believer choose to do that contrary to the word, be afraid, for God's minister does not handle the word of God for naught. For he as God's minister will by the word execute righteous judgment against the evildoer slowly but with certainty. When you look closely at verse 3 and 4, you will find out that the people who are afraid, are terrified, affrighted, that I gave you earlier, the fabos word, it's always because they have broken fellowship. They have broken fellowship with God. They're not living according to the word, and therefore they are afraid. Therefore, they're afraid. You have to correct them with God's word, but they're afraid because they have broken fellowship. And many times when you go to people like that to correct them, they become very angry. Or even be, before you go to them, they're already angry and they're saying bad things about people in the household because they know they've broken fellowship. But instead of they admitting they've broken fellowship, they try to blame everybody else for their being out in left field. The fantastic verse of Scripture. Verse 5, Wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. Wrath meaning not just because you know it will be the word, but conscience. Build the word in your life as a habit pattern. Conscience is nothing but a habit pattern. And when you build the word in your life as a habit pattern, it says you must needs be subject not only for wrath, just because you would know you were going to get corrected by the word, but you build it for conscience sake. In your life as a habit pattern, then you won't have to be what? Corrected? Won't have to be corrected. A literal translation of this verse is, verse 5, Therefore, the believer must be lovingly in reverence and subjection, not because you know you will be corrected by the word if not, but build the word in your life as a habit pattern. Then you will need no correction. Therefore, the believer must be lovingly in reverence and subjection, not because you know you will be corrected by the word, if not, but build the word in your life as a habit pattern. Then you will need no correction. Verse 6, For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. 
because of these higher powers, you pay tribute. The word tribute is the word feroz. It means what is born, B-O-R-N-E, born in or brought freely. For this cause pay ye tribute also what is born in or brought freely. You see to it that these higher powers are taken care of. In Luke chapter 10, in verse 7, the laborer is worthy of his what? Hire. In 1 Timothy 5, verse 17, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of what? Double honor especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. In 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 12, We beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. 13 and to esteem them very highly in love for their what? Work's sake. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 6, let him that is taught in the word communicate to him that teacheth in all what? Good things. This communicate is the Greek word Koinonia, which literally means to share in a loving way as a companion in fellowship. In the book of Numbers, chapter 2, verse 33, but the Levites were not numbered among the children of what? Israel. And in chapter 3, verse 45, take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel and the cattle of the Levites instead of their cattle. And the Levites shall be mine. I am the Lord. And for those that are to be redeemed of the 203 score and 13 of the firstborn of the children of Israel, which are more than the Levites. Thou shalt even take five shekels apiece. Verse 48, Thou shalt give the money wherewith the odd number of them is to be redeemed unto Aaron and to his what? Sons. And Moses took the redemption money of them that were over and above them that were redeemed by the Levites of the firstborn of the children of Israel took he the money, a thousand three hundred threescore and five shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary. And Moses gave the money of them that were redeemed unto Aaron and to his sons according to the word of the Lord as the Lord commanded what? Moses. In chapter 4, verse 3, for thirty years old and upward even until fifty years old, 
all that enter into the host to do the work in the tabernacle of the congregation. This was for the Levites. Also for the Aaronites, 30 years old and upward till they were 50. Then they retired from 30 to 50, 20 years. In chapter 18 of Numbers, verse 20, the Lord spake unto Aaron, thou shalt have no inheritance in their what? Land. Neither shalt thou have any part among them. I am thy part and thine inheritance among the children of Israel. And behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tenth in Israel for an inheritance, for their service which they served, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. Neither must the children of Israel henceforth come nigh the tabernacle of the congregation lest they bear sin it. But the Levites shall do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they shall bear their iniquity. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generation that among the children of Israel they have no inheritance. But the tithes of the children of Israel, which they offer as a heave offering unto the Lord, I've given to the Levites to inherit. Therefore I've said unto them, among the children of Israel, they shall have no inheritance. And in Malachi 3.10, it says, Bring ye all the tithes into what? The storehouse, that there may be meat in my what? House. Certainly the greatness of Romans 13 in this sixth verse must be clearly evident to those who have eyes to see and have ears to hear. For this cause pay ye tribute also for their God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Labor is worthy of his hire, the one who has taught you the word you communicate with. Old Testament Levites, and the Aaron people had no other inheritance. It is the will of God for men of ministries not to own all that junk stuff. Don't need it. The rest of the body takes care of God's men with ministries. In the Old Testament, they had to bring a tithe just for those who cared for the temple or the tabernacle or the sanctuary. Certainly God would not demand less under the epistles and the age in which you and I live as the body of believers than under the Old Testament law. It's a wonderful translation according to usage that I'd like to share with you of verse 6. Because these ruling ministries are in the church, you see to it that the higher powers are taken care of. 
for they are God's ministers caring for the church of the body full time. Because these ruling ministries are in the church, you see to it that the higher powers are taken care of. For they are God's ministers caring for the church of the body full time. Verse 7, chapter 13. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. That word tribute I defined for you earlier, what is born in or brought freely. That's the word tribute. Tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom. Custom is the word telos, T-E-L-O-S. The word fear is reverence. The word honor is respect. A literal translation of verse 7 is, render therefore to those with ruling ministries gifts brought freely. That's the word tribute, brought freely. And to the full is the word custom. With proper respect is the word honor. And reverence, that's the word fear. Render therefore to those with ruling ministries gifts brought freely and to the full with proper respect and reverence. In Acts chapter 2, in verse 44, and all that believed were together and had all things common. 45, sold their possessions, their plurality, and goods, plurality, and parted them to all men as every man had what? Verse 46. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their bread, their meat, with gladness and singleness of heart, undivided loyalty. And then it was that the Lord added to the church. In chapter 4, verse 33, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors, plural, of lands, plural, or houses, plural, sold them, and brought the prices of the things, the plurality that were sold, and laid them down at the apostles' feet, men of ministries, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. Verse 36, this Barnabas was a Levite, a Levite, and I read you that according to the word of God, a Levite had no what?
possession in the land. This old boy did. He, verse 37, having what? Sold it, and he brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira sold a singular possession. Not plurality, just sold a singular. Kept back part of the price, and his wife was in cahoots with him. Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? Whiles it remained, was it not your own? He didn't have to sell it. It had a singular. He didn't have to sell it. And even after he sold it, was it not in your own what? Power? After he sold it, he didn't have to give it. Why hast thou conceived this in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Ananias, hearing these words, fell down, gave up the ghost, and great fear came on all them that heard these things. When you put this record of the early church together with Romans, the fantastic truth. And the church will never grow dynamically until people get rid of their plurality. In order to travel fast and far, you travel light. God says that he will meet our need. But most Christians today are not satisfied with that. They like to be in the greed category. And that does not work. That is disobedience. And you're just bringing condemnation or judgment upon yourself. And you wonder why you can't get prayers answered. You wonder why things aren't going right for you in your home or with people simply because you're not living the word. Until believers come back to Acts 2, 44 to 46, and Acts 4, 33 and following that I read, even the adding to the church daily will not become a reality. And we're certainly a long way from God multiplying when you're just adding. The multiplication comes when the word of God prevails, Acts 19. When it prevails, when the word really prevails. That's why again, verse 7, Render therefore to those with ruling ministries gifts brought freely unto the full with proper respect and reverence. And then verse 8, Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. With this proper respect and reverence of verse 7, let me just remind you once again that gift ministries are God what? Given. Perpendicular by grace God to man. Gift ministries are God given. Respect is earned. Respect is earned. I don't care what man has a ministry. That's God-given. But in the body, the respect for that man and that ministry has to be earned by that man. When you're a twig leader, 
You have to earn the respect of that twig. You're a branch leader. You have to earn the respect. And always remember that the scripture also says that a man's gift makes room for him. That's why this eighth verse, literal translation according to usage would be, for the believer owes no other believer anything but love. For the believer owes no other believer anything but love. For the believer who truly loves has fulfilled the law. Once again, verse 8. For the believer owes no other believer anything but love. For the believer who truly loves has fulfilled the law. Now sit back and just let me read verses 1 through 8 from my literal translation according to you, Satan, and just sense the greatness of this wonderful word of God. Every believer must be quietly subdued and lovingly reverent in subjection to the gift ministries in the church. For there is no exercised authority in the body, but the specifically appointed and properly regulated order of God. The believer in the body who stands against or sets himself above the exercised authority in the church by word or action judges himself for he opposes God's arrangement. For the ruling ministries in the church are instituted to further good works and to avoid evil. The believers should reverence those exercising the authority, doing only good, and thus receive praise from the ruling ministries. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you as a believer choose to do that contrary to the word. Be afraid, for God's minister does not handle the word of God for naught. For he as God's minister will by the word execute righteous judgment against the evildoer slowly but with certainty. Therefore, the believer must be lovingly in reverence and subjection, not because you know you will be corrected by the word if not, but build the word in your life as a habit pattern. Then you will need no correction because these ruling ministries are in the church. You see to it that the higher powers are taken care of for they are God's ministers caring for the church of the body full time. Render therefore to those with ruling ministries gifts brought freely and to the full with proper respect and reverence. For the believer owes no other believer anything but love. For the believer who truly loves has fulfilled the law. Those are the first eight verses of Romans 13, and that's all we're doing tonight.